This Sunday, Gaudete Sunday, feels a bit like the pep rally of Advent. Gaudete means rejoice in Latin. We're three quarters of the way through a season of difficult prophecies and apocalyptic warnings and images, many of which feel apt for the world we live in in 2021. And now today, we have this departure. We light a rose-colored candle. We wear beautiful rose vestments. We rejoice and hear about the nearness of God. And we encounter a singing God. Really? Did you hear it in Zephaniah? God singing. Zephaniah proclaims that God will rejoice over us with gladness and exult over us with loud singing. Zephaniah, this minor prophet, is said to have contributed some of the darkest images in Scripture. In this short three-chapter book of the prophet, there are threats to wipe away everything, everything from the face of the earth, including Jerusalem. And there is condemnation and chastisement in abundance. And Zephaniah then suddenly makes a turn from destruction to joy. And you ask, what has caused this dramatic shift? Well, it's nothing more than the arrival of the Lord. God's presence among us changes everything. The prophet declares, the Lord your God is in your midst. He will rejoice over you with gladness. He will renew you in his love. Rejoice, Emmanuel, God with us. Zephaniah is not speaking of some fleeting feeling of happiness. This is joy in the midst of darkness. This is rejoicing in the midst of exile and hardship. This is not a sense of contentment. This is a promise of deep and abiding love. After all, joy, not happiness, is a fruit of the Spirit. Theologian Henry Nouwen distinguishes between happiness and joy in his book, Here and Now, as happiness being dependent on external conditions and joy as knowing that you are unconditionally loved and nothing, sickness, failure, emotional distress, oppression, war, not even death can take that love away. Joy can exist in the midst of the most trying times. And this Gaudete Sunday tells us all of that. Rejoice. I've actually seen this manifestation of, of joy play out so many times over the past month. 
We held a service of healing and wholeness right here in the cathedral on December 1st. Many of you were there. And as I've shared about this service before, folks come for so many reasons, especially at this time of year. They come for prayer, for anointing, for centering. And most of all, I believe folks come to be reminded that even in a season of sadness and suffering, God is there. God is present and faithful. Their pain is seen, and they are not alone. My women's Bible study has been looking at the story of women in Luke's gospel for the past four months, and we will continue through April. And last week, we studied two healing stories, and we talked about what healing looks like. Is it only healing if whatever causes our infirmity is eradicated? Or can healing look like coming to peace with and learning to live with all that ails us, mentally, physically, emotionally, spiritually? Can healing look like remembering that joy and sorrow can coexist? Can healing look like joy sustaining us through brokenness? Our joy is in the Lord. And Zephaniah tells us that we are cause for God's exultant singing. Rejoice. On her podcast, Everything Happens, Duke Divinity professor Kate Bowler interviewed Gretchen Rubin. And Gretchen Rubin is the author of The Happiness Project. And they discussed this difference between happiness and joy. And I was struck by the moment in their conversation when they talked about the notion that joy feels like a gift, much like grace does. It is something undeserved and unmitigated. Perhaps joy feels like the gift of God singing loudly over us. And then this past week, my husband Don and I went to Virginia. My father-in-law had been in the hospital and was returning home, but not to his home. They live in an amazing continuous care facility. And I'm fairly certain that my mother-in-law over the years has taught Sunday school to at least half of the folks who work there. And while my mother-in-law, Helen, can stay living independently in their apartment. My father-in-law, Jack, is now living in skilled nursing. Almost 70 years of marriage, and they will no longer share the same living space. It's the right thing. It's time, and they will both fare better in so many ways. 
but oh my, is it ever hard. And it's sad and strange and it's lonely. And we were there, thank goodness, in this time of transition, in this time of fear and uncertainty. And Dawn's mom asked me to help her put out a few Christmas decorations. I went into this closet, and friends, this closet's scary. I have no idea how so many things can fit in a closet. And I would pull out box by box, and we went through so that she could find just the right things. She sat in her chair, and she held her simple crush. And she told me that while it wasn't fancy, it was the first Christmas decoration they'd bought as a newly married couple. The angel's wing is broken. That sheep is missing a foot. And the shepherd doesn't stand very well on his own anymore. But this image of the incarnation this familiar tableau reminding us that God was born of flesh to live among us was a symbol of the joy that she knows deep in her soul, even in the midst of profound sorrow. Rejoice, Emmanuel, God with us. Zephaniah exclaims that the Lord is in your midst. The Lord your God is in your midst. God is not only here among us. God is delighting in us, rejoicing over us with gladness, renewing us in his love, and exulting over us with loud singing. Indeed, this joy is a gift, much like grace. Rejoice, Emmanuel. Amen.